Good, good. So what biggest downpour, huh? Yeah, so far this year, it was the thunder was right above us. It was, huh. it was insane. What uh, do you have to worry about flooding or anything in your town or downstream? No, no and it's funny. I had just done this summer when we were doing the whole, you know, Nova Six freak out. I dug a French drain across my entire property. Mm-hmm. And I just finished one over there in front of my house. So that way, because we don't have gutters here for whatever reason, people don't install gutters. So when the gutter, uh, so now, and what's great is the water falls off the roof directly onto where I installed the French drain. So that way it's going to just keep water away from the foundation. You don't have a basement though, then? I don't. Well, do you or don't you? You've been there for three years, TJ. I don't know if I want to say. I there. My house is eclectic. Yeah, okay, yes, there's a basement. It's it's more like a lair, uh, the way that you enter it. But you, you could pretty much have like a bat cave down there because it has electrical wiring and everything, and you can fully stand up. Oh, um, okay. And it's behind a uh, like a It's behind a, a trap door that you wouldn't know because it's built into the floor. Okay. All right. In in case you get a rare tornado up there or whatever. Uh, yeah. So then you got to worry about water in your basement. Um, my, my concern is the fact that the water drains downward towards my house. Right. So, uh, it's not so much flooding. It's more of it affects the foundation and then it moves mm-hmm. earth around. So yeah. I just don't want to have to deal with that. And that was one of the things the home inspector, when he was looking at the house, when I was buying it, look, thinking about buying it, he said, install gutters. But I figured a, a French drain in where a flower bed used to be would have been much better. So now I finally got that done. I got it around the house. So now I just don't have to worry about it anymore. It's, so um, just in, and just in time too with that rain that came in. It's crazy. I had just turned off my lawnmower when it started to like drops of water started to fall. I uh-huh. just I just mowed my lawn after a while. So it was like perfect timing, put the lawnmower in the shed and it just started to rain as I walked into my house. <laughs> sat there and watched it. I was like, you know, <laughs> the other thing is we've got the worst wildfire smoke in probably two years covering everything. And oh, yeah. you, you can't go out really do anything. You can't go enjoy the scenery. I couldn't go take my motorcycle for a joy ride. You couldn't, couldn't take your motorcycle for a joy ride when you were driving. <laughs> I did. It just—it wasn't a joy until the at the very end. Um, but I was also, you know, like I was. Now I can actually think about going on a hike this weekend because all the rain's gonna get. Right oh, back. that's good. Good. I, I like hiking in the rain. I don't know if other people like that, but did the uh, did the rain make itself to Salem? Because that's where I was before I was in Vegas, and I got to see all the smoke. We had vision no more than twenty five yards in front of us. It was insane how much smoke there was. Um, I can't say. Oh, the smoke. Well, the smoke's covering most of the state. I don't know the rain. I know the rain is affecting as far as Snoqualmie Pass. So mm-hmm. that yes, um, and it's probably affecting Olympia because Olympia is just where all where it all rains. I don't know about the rest of the state, but my guess is it's going to push a lot of the smoke away from, from us. If, if not get rid of a lot of it. Right. So, well, no, I, I just, if it, anything got rid of the smoke, I was kind of hoping it would hit the fires down South. Well, that's another great part of the, the rain is that it's probably going to put out or significantly reduce a lot of the, uh, a lot of the wildfires in our state. Our wildfire season was one of the, up until the beginning of the month, it was one of the mildest in the, last decade and then within several days within a week it'd become one of the most severe of this decade 
Wow. Well, I, I just, I've never seen smoke like that when I was down there. And uh, my buddy who was picking me up, it's like, a storm may not like this, but it's supposed to clear up. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then sure enough, flying to Vegas, all my clothes smell like smoke. I'm like, I got to wash, yeah. even the clean ones, I'm like, I got to wash them. You know, it just smelled like, yeah. uh, and everyone on the plane smelled like smoke too. It was kind of funny. All right. It's like you've been in a 1990s bowling alley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or a bonfire. When you're, even when you're a kid. I'd be there and we'd come back and everyone's like, what do you smell like cigarette smoke? You know, what part of town are you hanging out at? <laughs> what, uh, what are you using for a microphone nowadays? Um, I mean, I've got my Yeti over there, but I'm using the, the webcam. At the bottom. That's why you sound like shit. I was wondering why you sounded like shit. I'm like, geez, why does TJ sound like shit? Come on my podcast, he says. Let me have, come on your show, he says. I got questions, he says. Hang on. Let me get this shit microphone that was programmed by Taiwanese slave labor for, for a nickel. That I'm, I'm going to talk. And, yeah, you know, that's, I don't mean to convince you, TJ. You know what you're doing. That's... Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, what? Huh? Great one. Is that you? Can you hear me? All right. What? All right. Oh, that's right. I got to go. Mike. Yeah, you got to dedicate it. Do you want to drop out, come back in? Uh, no, it should be fine. Default mic speaker. Yeti. All right. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you got some pipes. Back up, back up. You're, you're good. Or turn your game down. Say checkity check, check. Checkity check, check. That's good. Yeah, no, you can even, you can back up, sit, relax. You get, It's picking you up just fine. I got a new one here for the Southern Command because I got sick and tired of my my travel mic would cut off the headphones with this laptop I got because I'm cheap and this laptop I got for 50 bucks. Oh, you're cheap? I know. Your, Could you believe? Could you believe? Could you believe the man who has his house paid off and has no debt is cheap? Could you imagine that? Imagine that. I just, you know, you big spenders, you know, buy your Yetis, but don't use them. I mean, you guys buy the finest. The reason, I don't, the reason I don't use it is because um, it takes up all the USBs. Uh, slots in my laptop because it's only got two. I don't know why, but then I can't use my mouse, so I got to go navigate. Oh, and okay. So it, it, it's not a huge deal. I just didn't realize the audio quality was going to be suffering as much. Two USBs in a laptop, dude. My my 2006 laptop that I still have and still actually works. I got to work again. It had three or four, yeah. but it, it was a huge laptop. I mean, the screen. It was like a brick pulling it mm. around, but I, I wanted one that was that big. So that's probably why I came with, with several. But I mean, now the laptops aren't coming with uh, CD drives. They're, they're coming with like one or two USBs. They're getting all cheap on Jeez. us. Wow. Wow. Um, anyway, so what you, you, uh, you wanted to interview me, but then yeah. you wanted to interview me on my show, which I, which is fine by me. I was like, oh, I thought I was going to go on your show. So well, yeah. let, go ahead and, and why don't you introduce the topic? Because, um, it's it's late for me. Yeah. It's getting late for you. And uh, we kind of did this because I was out hiking and I just got back in time. But I, I got a shower because I was out hiking in Utah. But why, why don't you tell everybody why you want to talk to me? Because I myself am kind of curious as well because I, I, all I know is the topic. I don't know why. Right. Um, the reason I was, was interested is I was – I think, one, I watched the movie Miracle, which is about the 1980s um, U.S. Olympic hockey team. Mm-hmm. The coach and the team was based around St. Paul, Minnesota. 
Mm-hmm. I'm watching this film. I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of the the culture that was going on at the time in Minnesota. They were big on hockey. You had guys like this is kind of representation of what I at least thought was a culture. Um, I was doing a little bit of research and trying to connect, like, where did we go from then in 40 years to where we're at right now, where Minneapolis is basically falling apart. It's a, it's a practically a failed city state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, St. Paul, all these cities that people, I think, weren't quite aware of how far they had degraded, was wondering, it, I think people's perceptions of something doesn't keep up with the the traditional viewpoint because a lot of people would see Minnesota as a, you know a bunch of nice Scandinavians and and maybe it's just really cold. So I was reading a lot of your blog posts from you know the past decade because you've been covering this since I, I found a couple that were as far back as 2008, mm-hmm. um, maybe even earlier. Talking about because you grew up in Minnesota, so I guess the first I grew question, I grew up in Milwaukee and I came here for college, so I've been here twenty five years. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you yeah. grew up in this, or, or Wisconsin. Okay, um, so what was your experience like when you first got to Minnesota? Had things gotten that bad? That no, point? no, but you could see the people that would be responsible for it being formed because it's basically my generation. Uh, who was in charge now, like Mayor Fry and whatnot. But uh, things were not that bad. Uh, now, keep in mind, Minnesota's always been left, if you recall correctly. Uh, it's the only idiot state to vote Mondale in the 84 election. Um, <clears throat> that is directly a cause or a, a result of its Scandinavian culture, where uh, I think it's written into the Minnesota state constitution that half the budget has to go to education no matter how crappy the education is or how stupid our, our teachers are or how dumb the kids are even, or how little education is actually passed on. But um, no, that, that uh, basically state level socialism has, has been a, a byproduct of the Scandinavian culture of the Swedes and Nords uh, that settled it's here. Funny. Yeah. It's, I, just to inject really quick. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that because Seattle or Washington state has something similar in its constitution. It says it's the paramount duty of the state to provide every child with basic education our budget is now half goes to K through 12 and our state at the time, you know, Seattle was a big stopping point for Scandinavians and a lot of that Norwegian culture. So I think there's, you know, similarities in that case. I think that that's an Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and I'm, I'm not even joking when I say this Seattle and I presume Washington in general is just like Minnesota, but Minneapolis, St. Paul in general, most people are pussies. They're, the Swedes back in the olden days might have been Vikings or whether the Finlanders would have fought off the uh, yeah. the Russians. Um, but their great-grandchildren or their great-great-grandchildren, uh, whatever masculinity or even self-respect has long been purged and been replaced with a, with a socialist ideology. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see some of the cultural similarities where, you know, even Portland, which I don't think is necessarily Scandinavian, but the – the pansified white people who just you know have no testosterone, but that's, and it's not as sexy. You don't hear about it as much because Kurt Cocaine didn't kill himself in Minnesota. Although we got Prince, we got Prince, but all, you right. know what? Minnesota nice, nice. The movie Fargo, which by the way is North Dakota. That's not Minnesota. And uh, grumpy old men and grumpier old men. Uh, most of Minnesota is just a cold Washington state. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's Scandinavian. That's what it is. But anyway, what I noticed coming from Milwaukee um, is the people here 
are very backstabby. They're very passive aggressive. They'll be really nice to your face. Uh, and then they will talk behind your back or they'll promise it. it, it that's more, I guess, in parties and friends and all that. Right. Uh, but you see that in, in jobs or professional doings. You see that in banking. <clears throat> um, you also saw it in uh, dating. Not to always revolve things back to dating, but it's pretty important to guys and I presume women. But I thought growing up in suburbanite Milwaukee, the women were arrogant. I had no idea what an Adina girl was like or Wyzetta. Mm-hmm. And the every every major metro has its you know rich group and its uh, nice neighborhoods and things. And Milwaukee, Whitefish Bay, they call it White Man's Bay. You know, so you get the joke there. Yeah. Uh, but the wealth that the Twin Cities have in Wyzetta. Annie Dino and uh, North Oaks and uh, Woodbury and all these other places with companies. There's a lot of Fortune 500 companies, you know, Target, Cargill, right. uh, the, 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 sub, the suburb kids, male or female, just needed to have the ever living shit beat out of them. I mean, that's because I went to the Carlson School of Management, but uh, not everyone I, I met was at the Carlson School. Most of these people were the epitome of privilege. Um, they were fake, and they uh, would just try and be popular. And I don't know if you had this when, when you went to college, but I remember going uh, uh, my freshman year, and you had all these effet faux pseudo intellectual freshman types who were just like, Oh no, we need more peace. I'm like, dude, this doesn't even stand up to reason. Like what the F is wrong with you? And there's a little, not to bore you with a lot of difference between Minneapolis and Milwaukee, but Milwaukee, a fair amount of Chicago, it's a little more East coast and a little more direct to your face. And Minneapolis uh, in particular, St. Paul, a little bit less. So was just filled with that fake faux, Stab you in the back, Minnesota pussy nice, uh, and and just a bunch of spoiled weak people from the burbs. That's what, I, and so that did stand out to me. The more and more people I, I ran into, like you'd be invited to a party, and then they wouldn't give you the location. Uh, that went away because I ended up having to work anyway. <laughs> uh, but just, but just, and then in dealings and get trying to get jobs and. And everyone, like, if oh, nepotism run rife. Like, if you were connected, if you had someone at Cargill, you could get in. But nobody else could get in at Cargill. Uh, it was Norwest at the time before they merged with Wells Fargo. That was the big bank. Uh, U.S. Bancor is another one. Uh, just, yeah, rife nepotism, cronyism, uh, uh, nepotism, favoritism. Um, and a core group, which is of every major company, a country, or city rather, a core group of the most pussy, Marxist, arrogant dumbasses that went to these prestigious and not so prestigious liberal arts colleges in the Twin Cities. So that the students and the academics. So we have McAllister College, um, which only claimed to fame is Kofi Annan went there. What a great job he did, huh? Ah, all the problems solved. Um, St. Thomas, St. Kate's, <clears throat> to a lesser extent, Hamlin. And then your major university, University of Minnesota, Minneapolis, and Minneapolis-St. Uh, Paul. Um, so, it's, so just, the, yeah, it's just, I, it's just, it's just, it's just a, 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 it's a state full of people who you want to punch. That's the best way to describe it, and they deserve it. That's basically, a, 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 and now that generation has gotten older, and now you still want to punch them. So, <laughs> so from from what you're describing, the I guess for a lack of a better term. 
the moral rot was already there. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily maybe call it, you could say moral rot in some regards, but the real, the people who are amoral were given extremely fertile breeding grounds with socialism. Because whether you were a rich kid from the Burbs or a, a cool hit place like St. Louis Park, which at one time was nice, or you were brought up uh, in the poorer parts of town, North Minneapolis is the bad part of town, in Minneapolis, East St. Paul is the bad part of town, East St. Paul. And there's other not not bad neighborhoods, but not rich neighborhoods either, like Seward, um, Fridley, uh, you know, just your standard blue-collar places. <clears throat> whether you came from wealth through the private sector or you were poor and you got your wealth through the government, uh, the socialist, uh, what would we call it, backdrop, background noise environment, yeah. especially in the schools, created progressively more and more unhinged, spoiled, rotten, feral children. So to me, it is absolutely no shock that when these riots were going on, you had prissy lily white uh, uh, Marxists who never suffered anything in their lives from Edina, rioting and protesting along with uh, truly impoverished black people from North Minneapolis, technically destroying the immigrant community along Lake Street. It didn't shock me at all that these two were aligned to the outside observer. If you didn't know that about Minnesota, um, you'd be like, well, wait, why, why are all these rich white kids? And it's like, that's what it is. Both groups are spoiled by other people's money be it fathers uh, out in Wyzetta or rich parents in, in, in Edina or the government, uh, be you from, you know, Fridley or North Minneapolis or any kind of impoverished uh, part of town. But in either case, you never had to work. Uh, you thought you were entitled to everything. And in my day, it wasn't that bad. They're starting to force the diversity thing, but that was 25 years ago. Now yeah. you have an entire generation of kids where whitey is to blame, males are to blame, Christians are to blame and people that have all three are really to blame and you don't have to work and you can major in stupid stuff and education is everything. Just to give you an example of, of, of how unconnected these people are and how delusional they are. <clears throat> um, Melvin, not Melvin Foster. You've had a few nicknames, by the way, I, throughout your years. Nicknames? Of videos, like Willard McWillard's the third, you know? Oh, yes. Thaddeus McThaddeuson. Yes. Yes. Chaz Chazerson. Yes. Those guys are from Wyzetta, uh, and they and their dads uh, all buy them yachts so that they could go out and party on Lake Minnetonka. Um, <laughs> yes. Thaddeus McWinthrop the third. He's more from Crocus Hill, but he, uh, rumor has it he's bang, uh, banging Bambi McBamerson uh, over at uh, uh, Winnetka. Uh, not Winnetka. What's the? The Lake Calhoun area. I don't know. It's a bunch of privileged assholes that live here. That's all it is. Well, I guess the the thing that kind of strikes me is I always saw the Midwest as being an area where people were pretty direct and plain spoken and down to earth because the if for no other reason the weather and the climate forced you to one. I didn't realize there was as much wealth as there was in Minneapolis. Um, the second one was the impression was that if you're going to live up in that part of the country, you can't be soft. You got to winterize your, no, your no. stuff. It, that, that was maybe your older boomers or your silent generation. That's all gone now. Um, we got air conditioning. We got uh, uh, heat. You got heated car seats, um, underground parking. Uh, and plus, here's another thing is if you grew up in it, you don't know about it. 
Right. Like the only way, like I used to love winter and the only way I learned to hate winter and snow is having to patrol late at night in sub-zero temperatures. Um, right. Repeatedly. I'm like, what? And then, then I went and visited Florida one time. I'm like, what the hell? Um, but if you were brought up in it, uh, you don't know it. And then other things like hockey and ice fishing are very big. So I don't think uh, the weather, maybe in, in Norway in 1882, there was some harshness that you had to get by, but now with modern day technology and, and luxury, Oh dude, they have like, you can spend 80 grand on a, on a ice boat or not an ice boat, uh, a fishing boat, a, a fishing hut, uh, uh, an ice hut where they do ice fishing. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. They can run cable electricity, you get little cities that build up. No, it, there's plenty of wealth and, and they, they can merely mock or ridicule the cold. Your story about living in a house without, um, uh, insulation that yeah. is very similar to me living in the basements and other people who actually did have to worry about the cold but the rich folk even your middle income folk they don't have to worry about that they just i we got my hockey on or they got their indoor swimming pools at the community center they're, they're all fine so they're they're a weak people the the harsh winter has not maintained that um uh galvanizing process on on your average minnesotan Gotcha. What was the starting point or was there a particular event where you started to notice something was wrong or you, you were thinking this is bad and if it doesn't go away, it's going to be a huge problem and that's going to eventually, it's kind of like finding out that you got, it's akin to finding out that you have a cancer cell on part of your body and having to have it treated because you know that if you don't deal with it, it's going to grow even more and eventually kill you. So was there any example of that with Minneapolis or in Minnesota in general, or was it just this buildup of just new taxes, stupid policies, their, their inefficient spending on the, on the state and city budgets? Yeah. Uh, one of the main ones was when I bought my first place in Minneapolis was a duplex and my property taxes went up 400% in seven years. And, <laughs> and these people like they're all in the twin cities and they all voted leftist. And then their property taxes went up and they couldn't believe like, I can't believe it. What? And then they go, it's like, look, I'm the only one who voted Republican here. What are you guys, you voted for this. What do you think was going to happen? It's starting to sound way too much like Washington state. Well, in any case, it, it, when the property owners and these weren't young hipster kids, these were old boomers because my generation was too busy doing whatever they were doing. I bought property very young. Right. Um, they didn't make that connection. Um, Another thing, uh, although these were St. Paul guys, I ran into this. I ran around with this group of, of good guys from St. Paul, but they were all Democrats, of course, because they were told to be, and, and they don't think. And I remember two of them were teachers, and one was about to beat the shit out of me because I said we should go, you know, give vouchers uh, to the kids. Oh, to student vouchers. Because, oh, because, yeah. <laughs> because the private schools, uh, this won't mean anything, but like St. Agnes is a private school, does a good job. Their private schools in the Twin Cities do a better job than the public, but that's all over the place. And they thought, well, what about all the black people who didn't have private school? I'm like, what are we supposed to do? Gr- drag some 42-year-old who graduated in 1982 and force him to go back to, like, we got to look forward. And like, well, that's not, fair. and they were like really trying. And then the other guy, his uh, his wife was also a teacher. I think St. Paul, yeah, St. Paul Public Schools. Yeah. And they, they were white. Now, I don't know if you know this, TJ. <clears throat> when a white man and a white woman have kids, the kids are white too. 
it, it's very <laughs> complex genetics. Sometimes, it's maybe, maybe it is. It's, it's like the God comes in. <laughs> oh, there's Tyrone. Oh, who knows? That happens more often in Minnesota than you think. Um, oh, God. But they, so they had these kids, and they were like, we got to take our kids and send them to some so Roosevelt, Roosevelt or Johnson, one of these shit schools. Oh. I'm like, those kids, one, you're going to get no education there. Two, those kids are going to get the shit kicked out of them or at least have to fight their way because uh, it's pretty – I won't lie. It's predominantly black, but there's other problem kids there too. Uh, it's like – and they wanted to do that because they literally said, we want them to grow up with diversity. I'm like, how about the best education and then maybe second or a very close second would be safety? And you could see yeah. that they were so proud about their politics over what was in the best interest of their children. Um let alone, and let alone also to point out how they really didn't care about black people either, black kids, because when I said, hey, why don't you do uh, 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 vouchers for private schools because I would get a better education, oh, they were livid. They were livid. I'm like, but it's better education. Um, so that's a, that's another one where I saw it. <clears throat> and then also just yeah, the um, the 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 my generation especially – how they like, I don't mind paying more in taxes. And I'm like, but you don't even know how much, I mean that, and they, they, the property taxes go up. They're like, Oh, we got to do something for the community. I'm like, well, how much more do you, did you look at the budget? So it was all kind of that, but yeah. And then, then once I got out of Minneapolis proper and moved out to the WBL, um, then you started seeing not only property taxes go up, but uh, you had to at least accept Section 8 applications. Now, I think you can't reject Section 8 applications. They're no longer zoning for single-family homes in Minneapolis. And then I think the best part was when Nicollet Avenue, which is a main drag. I think it was Nicollet Avenue, one of the main drags in Minneapolis. Yeah, People who lived on Nicollet Avenue got a special assessment to repair Nicollet Avenue. And they're like, well, what, is our what are our taxes for if you're not repairing the roads? And then they all still vote Democrat anyway. So, I mean, it, it was that, but that was so it's essentially a lot of dysfunctional behavior where they're, they're making blanket statements like, oh, you know, I'm willing to pay more in taxes as if it's like a blank check to just raise taxes and, and assume that government's going to not only spend it efficiently, but not ask for more. Um, right. I, I'm just seeing what's kind of scary is I'm seeing a lot of this same what you're saying is almost identical to the stuff that I would hear in parts of Washington state. Mm -hmm. um, as far as, I mean, it's almost like identical kind of conversations and the, you know, they're talking about eliminating single family homes and you're mentioning mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's just a lot of uh, frankly, unsustainable behavior that you were witnessing. Right. Well, and, and, yeah, and, and, it, and it shows because, well, Minneapolis always needs more money. St. Paul always needs more. Now they need a lot more money, by the way. Uh, and then people leave, and they're, God almighty, the Minneapolis is gutted. Like any, any uh, established institution has taken off. I, and by that, I mean like restaurants or places for foreign right. or bars. Yeah. So uh, there are consequences to it, but they, they don't get it. They don't, they don't. They're, they're it's cool it's it. funny how you mentioned um, in one of your posts and I'm going to, I'm not trying to find the link to it. It's um, 
this was back from this was nine years ago. You described uh, I'm a genius. People should listen to me. Yes, yes. Imagine how smart I am now. Nine years ago, I came up with something that's brilliant, whatever it is you're going to say. But imagine how clever I am today, almost a decade later. Yeah, you wrote you wrote an essay uh, talk describing, I think, Minneapolis as like cold Detroit. Yes. And what's funny is it's essentially going through that same cycle and there's there's people who have been warning that detroit is not an anomaly as far as major urban areas are concerned it's merely ahead of the curve it's only it's 10 or 20 years ahead of everyone else right so when i see this stuff going on i'm thinking minneapolis is going through the detroit where you have your riots there's a capital flight they already have high property taxes they're engaging in incredibly self-destructive behavior. The city council just recently complained about the high crime rate after right. they voted to defund the police. I mean, right. <laughs> this, this, inab- this inability to put together basic stuff as a, on just a very like kindergarten level. Like you could ask a kindergartner, hey, do you think getting rid of or defunding the police will reduce crime? I can't imagine any kindergartner or, or young child saying that. They'd say, well, no, then who's going to stop the criminals? Right. But you got to understand who leads, uh, especially the – well, St. Paul's the same thing. But Minneapolis City Council are now my generation of people who were brought up from Wyzetta. We had a a mayor, Betsy Hodges – yeah, Betsy Hodges. Was it Betsy Hodges? Yeah. I think it was before um, our current mayor. Betsy Hodges from Wyzetta. They're all rich. They're all white. They're all, in the genuine word, privileged. Uh, But as I spoke to before, none of them had to work at all look at all their backgrounds none of them had to go and do a night shift none of them had to pay their own rent and these are not only adult children but completely untethered from the world they are they are people who have never suffered consequences of anything uh and now they really are that stupid they can't you could there's an article out by npr minnesota public radio i'm surprised they wrote it where this this dumb broad uh, with her tattoos and her gray hair and like, I can't, where are the police? I can't. She's a city council gal. Yeah. And and you're like, well, there you are, lady. You probably eat your cat, uh, cat's litter box. I mean, I, I mean, you just look at it and this is not a sane person. And so the, whereas normals, I'm, I'm being deadly serious, healthy, normal based anchored people like us yeah. who have, our mental faculties about us and have lived in the real world who have suffered consequences because of our stupid mistakes. We can't understand these people and, and let alone how don't they understand, but they are so it's almost a form of mental retardation because they've never experienced like they've never had that part of their brain told no. And so they really can't put it together. Like, well, there's crime, there's more crime now but yeah. we got to call the cops, but we have to defund the cops. They are that dysfunctional mentally. They don't make that connection. I think the scary thing is, though, Cappy, is that they're they're elected officials. But the problem is elected officials are representative of the populace mm-hmm. in the area. So that's kind of what's scary when you see these crazy people getting elected into office where they're just genuinely uh, halfwits. I mean – we're not dealing with an old school. I mean, imagine a, an eight, 1980s Democrat from Minnesota looking at what what's going on now that you may not agree with their politics, but there comes down to this basic concept of competence. Right. Right. You may not agree with what they're, you know, do they keep the roads paved? 
Do they make sure that the utilities are operating? Are the do they sewers ensure- backing up? Yes. Right. Yes. Are the sewers backing up and all this other stuff? These people's ideology are not just backwards as far as like uh, issues that are th- – we're talking about running a city the same way as like a plumber, right? Mm-hmm. Not only is the plumber ideologically insane, but he doesn't know how to do basic plumbing. He doesn't know how to replace a toilet. He doesn't know how to how to work with the. He doesn't know how to fix a, a leaky faucet. So, and his core fundamental uh, uh, reason for being there. I mean, what is the purpose of the city council and, and all this other stuff? And people don't seem to pick up on that. There's this weird right. disconnect that I see going on, and I'm wondering if you saw. I mean, you you've been describing some of that where like the parents wanted to send their kids to a school. So that he can experience diversity, not get a good education, and not be set up better in life. And they obviously, you know, you for whatever reason. But there's this disconnect. I'm sure if this kid had a complete nightmare and was coming home crying and saying how he got beat up by Tyrone, they're gonna. Like, I would be wouldn't be surprised if they said, "Well, you must have done something to upset." Right, right, and 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 they would. And what I think you're you're. Um trying to explain is the difference between municipal management, which is not sexy or fun versus uh, social justice warring or politics or, or crusaderism or whatever we want to talk or call it. Uh, and I, again, I can't emphasize this enough, whether you were raised in the ghetto or whether you were raised in Wyzetta, the Minnesota or the Iron Range, which is way up North there, the Minnesota education system for the past quarter century has taught you that your politics is more important than anything else, that you could change differences, right. make lives, or whatever it is that they tell you. They don't tell you, uh, well, sewers need to run, and it's very good for health for everybody. Uh, we need to keep the electrical grid going. We need to make sure that bridges don't collapse. Da, 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 da. That is not where the focus and onus is. The focus and onus from, from kindergarten to doctoral programs, if they go that far, is all about racial politics, socialist politics, right. feminist politics, identity politics. Um, are Do you care? Do you care enough? Are you green? Are you organic? And that's all these kids have had. Now, keep in mind, 25 years when I was in college, I started college 25 years ago. Well, now these kids being born 20 and, and have, they're the voters. They're the, and, and right. major metropolitan areas tend to be younger people. And those are the ones that have rioting. So all this is, is these Frankenstein monsters who have never had to get to the brass tacks of civic, uh, uh, a functioning society. Uh, the, the, the municipal management, like we need to keep the roads open, like a perfect example, although I'm sure this happened in, it has happened in Seattle, the stupidity of these people to go and block an interstate when you're saying like, yeah, wait, 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 you're a college graduate in that college educated mind of yours. You've decided to shut off a major artery into your own town. So you're only hurting your people. Your leftist people. Not to mention, did it occur to you that an ambulance might be trying to get through, or there's some crisis services? Like you, you are right. so disconnected from what is practical, functional for your own good, for your own city. Yeah, uh, because you're so blinded by politics uh, that you are willing to destroy. And you saw that with the riots, where they destroyed basically the immigrant community. That's what they did. They destroyed the immigrant community. Um, and that level of propaganda and brainwashing uh, carries all the way 
to the leaders of this uh, of the city or even the county, uh, where you have a mayor fry, which he's just he's not human. He's an NPC. He's yeah. he's adult. I mean, I mean this not in an, in a mocking way. I mean it in a descriptive way. He is a retarded man. He is mentally disabled, and he is, he's not capable of anything. I'm surprised he can wipe his ass. Uh, so that is where this disconnect, they are so focused probably because they have nothing else in life. I mean, you really look at most of your Minneapolitan, your St. Paulites, certainly your, your career politicians, all they have is their politics. That's all they've been told to have. And so that comes at penultimate importance to everything else, including the functioning of your city. Right. I, that, that always amazes me is that There'd always you would assume that there'd always be that voice of sanity in the room saying, look, guys, we we've got to have the the water running. We've got to have the electricity operating. We've got to do all this. And they just it's I I mean, I'm interested in your thoughts on the on that concept of at what point does should a person um, decide that it's time to leave an area or a state? Is there something where it's just a. The the, um, the Rubicon has been crossed. It, the, the it's gone down the point of no return. It's it's in a, a deathward spiral. Because I'm I mean I'm in Washington State and I'm kind of watching the signs for when this area or this state is beyond uh, being salvageable. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's still in a I guess it's still in its. Um, it's still in a fighting. There's still a fight going on. There's stuff that ha- that hasn't happened yet. That for me would be a a indication that it's time to go. But I'm curious what what you would tell people who would say, when is it time to leave my metropolitan area or even the state? What are some of the things where it's like that that 30 second out rule? It's time to go. I would say once it turns blue, and it depends on <clears throat> where you are, city, state. It depends. But once it goes blue, you got about a 10-year, I'd say. Again, that could vary. But you got about a 10-year gap. It could be 20. But you got some time to get out. And the good thing is that when your city council goes blue, it's because rich soccer moms and trophy wives who are bored, who decided to get into politics, decided, oh, my God, what a quaint little area. This happened to my place in the WBL. It went blue. Um, and it would, it would be nice to do this. It would be nice to do that. Oh my gosh. And what you got to realize is that women spending money, uh, rich, you know, for, who, who didn't earn, they just have their board. Oh, you know, gentrification. Let's be, so it becomes like a Sedona. Have you been to Sedona? No, I haven't no. really traveled. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it, it, we could, we could call it Sedona is where all the rich leftist boomers from Phoenix go and retire. All right. Oh, so gotcha. it's heavily left. So you get this gentrification era decade decade and change where trust fund money uh, uh the the capital flight out of the liberal neighborhoods in the major metro areas oh my gosh we're gonna go here because this is well i have my heart's over in minneapolis i know it's like no you lived in kenwood bitch shut the fuck up uh kenwood that's the mini kenwood and crocus hills like all those ads like a highland park i hope they all choke um, and then like, oh, let's go to Edina. I'll go into this little cove. Hey, you heard? Oh, Excelsior is this little hamlet. Let's go there. And that means the money is flooding to you. But inevitably over time, once the rich blue money 
the connected blue money goes and drives up housing prices. So that's maybe when you sell. Right. Oh, let's vote in all these new rules and laws that make it so socialist parasitic scumbags come here and fuck it all up again. Right. Uh, so unless you're really rich, like say a Santa Monica, I, mean, I even think they vote Republican too. But once it goes blue, look at who's making it blue. Is it people in your case in Seattle fleeing Seattle because they're getting out of Mercer Island? Uh, and it's like a lot of yeah. rich blue money. Well, yeah, lady, I'll sell you my house for five times what I paid for. Oh, look at this quaint little hamlet. I mean, put some vineyards in your yard, whatever. Get that blue uh, or middle-aged woman money. Uh, but that would be the time yeah. you, you get out once it goes blue. We're definitely seeing that in my area. We've got a lot of uh, what, what's happening is I live in an agri uh, agricultural area. And just because of the way the industry is changing, people are selling plots of land to developers. Developers build a huge McMansion. Mm -hmm. sell it for for two million dollars to some rich person from on the other side of, of the the state what's happening in leavenworth the bavarian tourist town i live next to is people are buying second homes and they were airbnb in it and that was driving and you've got a lot of wealthy people moving there as well so that's i mean that town's becoming very blue mm -hmm. i would say i, I kind of call i call it little seattle now but prices yeah. are going high right the prices, even in my, I live in a, a a rural area. The prices are going up. Every, I mean, it's incredible. It's right. my house purchase has my house has been the most successful investment I've ever made. <laughs> Which is, it's it's funny how people say your house is not an investment, and I would say I I, I don't look at my house as an investment. But when it goes up by fifty percent in value in a couple of years, then yeah, I I and it's 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 beating out any other kind of investment that I'm doing. I'm and it's only going to go up from here as more and more people move to the state or more and more people move out of the Seattle area. Um, I think that there's going to be that. But the problem is, is that incidentally, the wealth is bringing the politics because people then come here. They move out into the canyons where you've got, you know, um, uh, survivalists from the 80s still waiting for the. <laughs> the great, the great, the Russians the great, come, right? yeah, they're still waiting for the Russians to come. Well, they're building a home there and then wondering why there's no city services in the canyon where even the county doesn't go. They, they just don't. It's that, that that's why I was also interested in doing this podcast is kind of getting your thoughts just for my own personal identification, but also for other people listening that we can learn from that example and know when to, when to skedaddle and, and go to another state or go to another area. Yeah, I mean, and thankfully, and in in one re weird regard, our audience is not so huge. And I also think like to think that our audience, um, and, and I do mean that both our audiences, we're smart enough, and we're also young enough that we can position ourselves uh, so that we can always constantly be doing the rear guard action. We can always be mobile. So having a, a work from home job, having an invaluable skill being a minimalist so that you could just move away from the train tracks, you know, in case you want to move from the train tracks. Right? <laughs> but um, yeah, basically you never buy property. I mean, I've made mistakes. You never buy property in a Democrat town. Um, you can work as a young person in a Democrat town. Like for example, I was advocating if you could work in Silicon Valley, go work in Silicon Valley, make your money, get your experience, but then get the F out. Don't invest there. And then go find a place where it's it's red, 
where it's conservative or libertarian or whatever and and go and, and set up shop there. But I, I hate to say it, um, and I'm sure you're going to have to do this someday. You're going to have to sell and move, not even because, oh, necessarily the taxes, but liberals are assholes. Leftists are they're, – they're arrogant hypocrites, and they don't make good neighbors. I, I just don't like – I don't want to be part of a community – uh, where Democrats, I've, I did that long enough, and they're hypocrites, they're liars, they were mean, uh, they they call you names just because you disagree with them politically. Uh, so that's one thing that you can do. But if you happen to own property, and all of a sudden it starts turning blue, all right, it's not the end of the world, but get out of there before they start making so many laws that right. all of a sudden you can have 10 cities, you know, not to bore you guys again, but there's a neighborhood within Minneapolis called Powderhorn Park. And these people were just so leftist and liberal. Oh, my goodness. We care so much about the park. They said, we're not going to call the cops. No matter what happens, what happened? We we welcome the disadvantaged. Well, now they got a tent city. Guess what they're doing? Drugs and crime. Well, drugs and crime and rape and all this other crap going on. But now, now they're like, where are the cops? Like, don't now think about the property values. That, that, you know, you stayed there like, oh, no, it's not that bad. Oh, no, it's not that bad. Get the F out. I got a guy. He lives in one of the inner ring suburbs. I keep telling him, sell your place. Get out. Get out now. Do it. And he he, he won't. He needs this. He needs that. Oh, I got a career. I got this. Oh, I need this many garage. Oh, I can't find it. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, his largest investment, his largest nest egg is that threat uh, to being going down because the neighborhood's going to turn bad on him. Uh, right. And that is the other thing, speaking to people that, you know, how do you protect yourself? you got to pull the trigger, guys. I know it's a pain in the ass to go clean your house and paint and get it sale ready. I know you may be comfortable with it. My God, the, the woman I had, you know, I'm like, i got to sell my place. Well, why? Well, bitch, because number one, it's mine and I said so. So let's start with that and end with that because that's the truth. It's mine. But otherwise, right. I'm like, no, this, this city council is going to turn – turn blue and this other gal here she wants low-income housing and da, 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 and like and now they're starting to say i can't do with my house with what i want to do we got to get out of here now right and, you know so when when you start seeing that like you can't do stuff you want with your own property i mean don't put a big pink dildo in front of it as a statue <laughs> i get that right but like oh i'd like to add a shed oh you oh we have to have that go to city council what do you mean there was an old shed there before i gotta put a new one in that's the time because you don't own your property anymore and you right. gotta get out so that's that's what i would advise is take yeah. a look at what you can and cannot do with your property if all of a sudden the city council could tell you more what to do with your property than you can you get out you leave yeah, I'm lucky and fortunate in the sense that I live in an unincorporated area with city utilities. So I get city sewer and water. So mm-hmm. I get the best of both worlds because in an unincorporated area, it's especially in, in central Washington, it's more or less understood that if there's local problems, it's been made clear that the deputies are two hours away. So if you got to take care of stuff, you you take care of it. Right. There there have been attempts by homeless people to come into the, my community, and it's been made very clear that bad things will happen to them if yeah. they remain. So they they don't even – people don't even wait. They just pick up their stuff and just throw it and send it to the dumpster. I mean, mm-hmm. because who are they going to call? 
They're not going to call the deputies. Deputies are two hours away and the deputies will show up and no one's going to back them up. And also the deputies be like, don't, don't put your tent in the canal (laughs) where the water goes to irrigate our, our orchards. Crops, right. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Some of the the idiocy um, of that kind of stuff. So, but the moment they say that like the politics start getting toxic where it's like, you are a law-abiding citizen. We're treating you like a criminal, and the criminal gets treated like a law-abiding citizen. Yes. That's when, for me, that's when you get out. Right. Anytime yeah. that happens. Yeah, I was going to say once you start seeing homeless and tent people show up, and they're not being actively kicked out, it's time to go. Yeah. Because because some touchy-feely uh, gal from the suburbs who never had to work for her life uh, is sitting on city council and wants to feel good because they help the poor people. Right. Uh, and, and th- that bitch doesn't give a shit about property rights, what normal everyday blue collar, hardworking Americans had to go through to, to put the down payment on their house, to pay their mortgage down, to keep their house up. You get the fuck out because those psychopaths do not care. They don't even know the concept of earning and private property. Yeah. They just want to go and affect their fields in social policy and government policy and law. Now, some of the people in the chat are noting that why don't people just stay and fight this out? The um, and I'm interested in your thoughts, but the first thing that would come to mind with me is because chances are you are in the minority. And mm-hmm. when you realize that you're in the minority, it's all downhill because you can f- try and fight it all you want because the the logical thing is, well, you go – you have to run for city politics. You have to go into politics. It takes time. And you're going to be losing in this current environment, especially if you're a man because you, if you're a masculine man – the behavior you see, at least from my perspective, justifies beating people with a baseball bat. Yeah. But if you're a man, mask, if you're a healthy masculine man, that's going to be your instinctive reaction. But yet you have to play the game. You got to play all the, the passive aggressiveness, all the, all the behavior that you were describing, because it's not a man's world anymore. It's not a masculine man's world. It's a, 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 a passive aggressive, effeminate soy boy world at best mm. in in the game of politics not everywhere but if you're starting to see problems in your community chances are it's already happening yeah and the other thing is you gotta you gotta understand how democracy works and please people don't tell me it's a republic i know that i'm just using the general term um if there's more of them than you uh, you're it, the, you're not gonna it, and what do you want to do waste your time running for office trying to fight the system where they're going to vote you out anyway uh Watch, mark my words, 2020, right? You're going to see the different precincts and and districts report in. And if you're bored, watch the Minnesota local elections because national, you'll just see the the general congressional districts. Go look at Lake Street. Look at the place that got burnt down. They're going to vote blue. They're going to go Democrat all the way. They just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. (laughs) They literally just got butt fucked on national TV by the Democrats they voted in and the Democrat people that they're trying to help out. They're going to vote Democrat again. Uh, And again, because their politics is is the most important thing in their life. When you're dealing with not only that number, but that level of delusion, you're not going to change it. I'm not going right. to walk into Minneapolis and say, I got an idea. How about I protect your private property and we treat everybody equally and we get private vouchers and we really help out the black community. Da, da, yeah. No, it's not, it's, it's not going to work. So if you're in a city and all of a sudden they say, hey, we need to get some, some more gun laws in here and it passes enough people 
it's gone. Yeah. It's, it, enough zombies have taken over, and you leave because right. you don't you're you don't have the K through twelve college system or the media brainwashing all these people. This is the reason I don't have kids. This is the reason I recommend you don't have kids until things get a little bit better, which they're not going to, by the way. <clears throat> and of course, of all, I'm self serving and I'm lazy, and I'm not going to save any. They don't deserve to be saved. Save yourself. Move. Don't get used to anyone. Don't place. try to save people. Don't try to save people who don't want to be saved and will actually fight you right. in the process. Yeah, that's that. That's the the harsh lesson. And so, you know, I do, do. I like the idea of having to keep running and doing the rear guard action. No, but the reality is, until you find a ground that's defensible, like let's say I moved into a community and they all agreed on the fact that they don't want certain types of people moving in. It was a community where the government was on our side, the local government, because that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And there was an agreement with everybody that if somebody's going, like a collective agreement in the community, if someone comes in with bad politics, they have to be made clear that they're not welcome and they will be har- legally uh, harassed until they leave. Just say, mm-hmm. you know, if like if somebody was going to buy a property, you just show up and say, look, this is what this community is about. If your views are not aligned with that, you are not welcome here. I think that it's got to get to the point where people have to start becoming hostile to others who are entering into their spaces with ideas and values that are destructive to that community. Because there's no in, – in a democracy, especially in the 21st century, in a democracy, voters, when they move into another area, they are either liberators or they're invaders. Right. And when you're dealing with socialists, communists, progressives, whatever, they are invaders. And trying to fix it within the system is futile because if they're the majority, people will say, well, you know, if it's the tireless minority, that would work in, say, a violent conflict. But we're not we're dealing with ballots, not bullets. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when we're dealing with when, when there's an actual open violent conflict, then, yes, a, a minority can impose its will on a majority or just get rid of them, get, you know, drive them out somewhere else. But until that changes, this is the, the reality of it. And just being one step ahead um, or figuring out a place where just people aren't going to move. And th- that's another problem is people will say, well, we'll move here. Is it a nice place to live? Yes. OK, they are going to move there. Right. If it is, if it is not, if you want to go somewhere where you're not going to be bothered, you can go up into parts of Alaska. You can go to different parts of the world or, or different parts of the country, but there are going to be places that you will not really like. And that's, what's going to keep you safe. Other people will not want to move there. It's just, there's, there's a lack of utility services. It's not a beautiful landscape. It's just a lot of tundra. No espresso it's, shops. There's no espresso shops, whatever it is. Um, but then you also have to deal with, the lack of people around you, you know, then you're isolated. So that's the the downside to all that stuff. Well, I, I, I know I'm so sick with people. I'm well, like, ah, yeah, I, I mean, I know people who moved down into rural areas. They, I mean, they bought huge acreage, built a house. They're living alone and they got cabin fever. So mm-hmm. because they just realized it, people actually do matter. And so this is all we're venturing now into unicorn territory, right? This is where that's the cynics in us acknowledge that we are now way overly optimistic. We, we, we are way overly optimistic. Yes. The idea is that if a bunch of people got together and bought their own private property within the same vicinity, if the properties were all for sale and they bought different properties, 
and they kind of formed their own small community that could work. Collective action works. The problem is if you're doing this stuff, you're an individualist by nature and by default, because that's how you got to being the way we are. It, it, this is one of the difficulties I think for our site is our site is comprised of individuals who do their own thing. They're not, we're not group oriented because that's how we broke out of the matrix. Oh, your microphone's out. <coughs> yeah, trying to look up something. <laughs> yes, I agree. No, I mean, if you want to be alone, go to Wyoming. Uh, but then you'll interact with any of those people and you'll, you'll want to be alone, but then you'll be like, right. where are the good people I can interact with? Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, uh, I also would say that because each successive generation is going to be more Marxist than the last, you're going to see a slow push uh, soon where you're, it's just going to be old people. And even then, not the majority of old people are going to be the last few remaining non-leftists. You can't even say Republicans or conservatives or libertarians, just people who aren't leftists, because I'm thoroughly convinced that people, the vast majority of people, are go- well, it's true right now. The vast majority of people are pretty freaking worthless. They don't really do anything in life. They offer really nothing of value, and they really have nothing of value except their politics. This will become increasingly so the case, and and more intensely so. So that you're always gonna your your hope is that you can die with the electricity on <clears throat> in a relatively free town in a relatively free state. But as younger people become older, as people move out of the cities as the population just grows, you're going to see increasing amounts of small little hamlets like Leavenworth or uh, or White Bear Lake or wherever slowly turn leftist. You're going to have your head of fathers, heads of households, and I use heavy air quotes on that, being yeah. lectured by their daughters who are 14 and just heard their feminist teacher talking about patriarchy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the wives are all going to go and vote for because nothing's too good for our children. And you it's it's already here. And, and this is why I'm, 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 I'm kind of at peace with it. I wrote enjoy the decline. <clears throat> it's already here. And it's whether you're going to acknowledge that and make sure you're not in a bad environment and certainly not investing your life savings in a house in that environment. Right. So this does again. Houses don't you know, look at Sedona, very high housing prices. But wait until the policies come in to make it look like a Detroit or a Minneapolis or Seattle. And I think Seattle's also on that cusp now used to be ahead of us. Now, now we've pulled ahead with our riots. So we at least burned down our streets. You guys just captured them and formed a Chaz. Um, you guys, yeah. especially with this, like your hate boner for Amazon, you're driving everyone and Boeing. They're, they're going to leave. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's going to be, like I said, I in the nice thing about being a reporter, this is the advantage to being a reporter for me. I've gotten to see things coming. Like I see, I saw the tsunami or the, sorry, the, the earthquake in the ocean form the tsunami that's going to be hitting the coast in a couple hours. So I've been seeing this stuff coming for a long time and been telling people, you got to get out of the city there. All these things are happening. People don't listen. And so I've moved to where I am now, but I'm able to keep track of all these different things as part of my job and say, I'm like watching the signs. Like, you know, if our state ever enacted an income tax, even though yeah, get out. Don't, yeah it's it's time to go. Um, if they enact some other types of policies, it's like uh, some of them, if I was married and had children, I would already be gone. Mm-hmm. That, like that, that's but because I'm a bachelor, I 
it doesn't affect me. Right. We, we're a small target to hit. You can hit us in our pocketbook, but there's not a lot. It's like, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. That doesn't affect me. You know? Yeah. I, and I think that the, that the importance is for people to stay aware, um, to make the observations of, and, and keep in mind the stuff that you were describing about knowing when it is time to go. And that's kind of that's also why I want to do this podcast and just talk to you because I feel like you've your your blog has a lot of good um, history lessons for people who are now in cities that are going through the same thing or are about to go through the same thing. They're they're not a Minneapolis yet. They're not burning to the ground, but they they could be. You know, when when someone's saying we got to spend more money on education, local levies are going up, property taxes are going up. And everyone around when you, them when you uh, another main one is when you start to see some kind of racial politics or again identity. I'm sorry, it can't be just because it's not just going to be racial. When you start seeing, we have to teach you about diversity and inclusion. Get out because it has nothing to do with like helping your fellow Hispanic or female. It's we're going to blame you because you're white and because you're male for things and give you indoctrination. And by the way. All these hours of brainwashing we're giving you are not education. You're going to get a crappy education. Right. That's when you get out. That's when you pull your kids out and you homeschool and or you move to the next place. Right. Um, but to be perfectly honest, everyone tuning into our show right here, all 196 people, like, by the way, guys, I think I think our audience knows this. I think they know and yeah. they're and they're courageous. I'm well, not courageous. They have the will and courage to do it. They will move. They will right. capital flight. But I've known people very close to me who pound on the table. They're conservative. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, oops, they're still in the Twin Cities. Oops, they're still in California. Yeah. And you know what? For people like you and me, because we, we care about people, some of them are people we care about and love. Some are family. Some are friends. You got to let them go. Uh, yeah. They're not going to listen. Um, you know, meanwhile, you know Juan, Juan Cabrera? Yeah. Yeah, he's just begging to get out. Like he can't wait to get out of San Francisco, but he can't yeah. because of kids and law. But he, I mean, there's a guy who wants to escape to freedom. But then you got these, oh, this is where my kids grew up in and I can't give my up this house. Oh, all these boomer moms. It's like, lady, right. sell the fucking house, get the fuck out of there before they burn it the fuck down. But I, I have family you know, members. Get, you know, yeah. I have family members in the Seattle area. They bought their homes for less than two hundred grand, and their houses are easily worth one million. They could get it in cash Leave. today. Leave. Leave. There, and that. So this is another important lesson for people: is don't wait for others. If the house is on fire, we're metaphor. House is on fire. You don't wait for everyone else to agree with you that the house is on fire. If they're going to sit there and say this is fine, you know the the, car, the little meme. If they're saying that's fine and they're just having coffee at the dinner table, you walk out the house and you just keep walking. They're they're they're. It, it's nice to have people go with you. That whole Oregon Trail, the whole family goes. That's not how it's going to be. Um, in a lot of cases, it's going to be people who would rather uh, stake it out and they they didn't get on the train in you know in the 1930s. They didn't get on the train out of Germany when they should have. Right. They, they, they sat around waiting for you. You and I had a chat about that, like the idea that you're going to get on one of the trains. The question is, are you going to are you going to get on the one that you should have gotten on? Are you going west or you going east? That's all that mattered. You're going west or east. Which one right. are you going to? Right. right. Yeah. No. And 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 I, I've, I've tried and I not to 
give you a sob story. I'm sick and tired of being right all the time. And I'm sick and tired of warning people of what's coming down the road. And I'm sick and tired of being called an ist or an ism or ignorant or all oh, you stupid right. people. Ah, ha, ha. Alex B. Keaton. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Where's your briefcase? That's too old a joke for most people to get. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, right. you know what? Fuck you people. Just fuck you people. I'm out of here. And it's kind of sad, but now I got some conservative or they were Democrat leftist friends. Now they're conservatives because, oh, well, their shop got burnt down. Oh, geez, I guess you were right. And all I could say to them is, yeah, fuck you. Just just fuck you. Yeah. You know, like what? You didn't you weren't smart enough to know that giving away free shit would have consequences. Uh, treating p- different people with different traits differently would have different outcomes. Really? You, you didn't think that what you thought I was just being a dick. Like, yeah. like, ah, fuck it. No, no, you you, you go have fun with your now fat wife and your kids that are in the Minneapolis public well, school. So that's another another point to bring up that is big on my mind is avoiding suffering the consequences for other people's stupidity when you knew that it was going to be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't – I'm very conscientious about distancing myself, not only from areas where this the consequences are going to be borne out, but isolate, but separating myself from people who've invested in that system one way or the other or that narrative and they're going to suffer as a result. And it's, and and when they, they're going to be looking for someone to bail them out of their problems and it's not going to be me, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm, I got my own life to live. Right. And, and we, we all made our own choices and people who, who saw what was coming and made the decision like myself to move to an area where we weren't going to have to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've also come to the conclusion, the same as you, that, there may be a day where it's like, okay, it's time to put the house up for sale and it's time for me to pack up my stuff, st- stuff and, and move. And you got to have that mentality for right now. And, uh, you know, fortunately I'm a bachelor. I don't have to have this conversation with the, with the good wife, but if I was going to, if I <laughs> so cute, you think there's a good wife. Let me show you my statistics. No, no, I was, I was show refer- my st- look at my statistics. PJ. <laughs> I was referencing Adam Piggott's, uh, it was the good wife. Yes. yes the good, good, yeah. Yes. Now it's the ex good wife. Now it's the, now uh, it's the good ex wife. Right. <laughs> I'm saying like, if I, if I got married at one point before that all happened, there'd be a chat. It's like, yeah, if I say, honey, it's time to start packing. We're, we're leaving. We're not, it's not a discussion. It, this is a, right. this is a, I kind of like what you were saying. Like we're leaving. Why are we leaving? Cause I said so, you know? Right. Well, it's my house. And also, by the way, right. you don't have to come with. And and, well, that, this, yeah. and uh, the way to avoid that again, predominantly most of our audience is male, but it could you could be female too. Where other people are going to anchor you into a bad situation, it's going to be your spouse. Yeah. Um. And Definitely. there has you have to be able. What was it? Um, Robert De Niro in Heat. If you he, yeah. feel the heat coming around, if you're not out of there in what thirty seconds or less, yeah. something, something. Don't grow um, emotionally attached to anything you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat when right. you feel the heat coming around the corner. Right. And and I've I've had words uh, uh, with the GF, you know, especially when I wanted to sell the place. And women are like that. And I'm sorry, ladies. I thought this was like a conservative, like, and she is logical. But then they get they nest. Yes, they, think, they nest. They think, they think the fucking wall or the fucking chandelier has value. And it's like, no. You can take the chandelier with you. Well, okay. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like I've never had a home, you know. And I, the motto is, is that I live by is uh, a quote from a ministry song called When You Come From. And it's not. It's called Jesus Built My Hot Rod. 
Where you come from, it's gone. Where you thought you were going to weren't never there. And where you are ain't no good unless you can get away uh, from it. And you just have to have the right person and, and have God. It's just like, this is my house. See the deed? Okay. Right. When I say we fucking move, we fucking, and don't give me no motherfucking shit about it. We move now. And, and you got to forecast that, especially if you got kids. Oh, you got your friends. Oh, yeah. The friends are never going to see again. Uh, and you're like, you got to say, all right, we're leaving in a year. Pack up your shit. Solve your problem. We're out of here. You're like, right. DD did. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's, you got to have that conversation. And then you, and then if there's guff or shit, and like, my parents, the school, yeah. I guess there's divorce papers, but you shouldn't be married anyway, gentlemen. Well, that's a conversation that should have been had before the marriage. Right. And if she, if she decides to change her mind, just say, well, that's fine. But uh, in Washington State, it's community property, which means anything you own before the marriage is mm -hmm. yours. Everything that afterwards is. Okay, great. House is mine. I'm selling it. You can go live with your folks or live with your family or do whatever. We are. I'm moving and I'm taking all my stuff with me. And um, I think that that is part of the problem. Is a lot of like you were saying. A lot of guys get get sucked into a world where ultimately, when it comes down to it, not to shift too much to this conversation, but their their wives are in charge of the relationship, yes. and they they're the one who. Through them is the social network and the kids and all that other stuff. Absolutely, see it all she, the time in Minnesota. Absolutely, and, yeah, absolutely. She's and and when a push comes to shove, she's going to have an entire community backing her up on her decision to not listen to you. You right. will have no one, right? And and that that's Minnesota. I'm sure it's other places, but you see that a lot. Where I've seen it's, people it's everywhere, man. It's move everywhere. from from. They go out, they have fun, then they have kids, and then the wife always wants to be back at home next to the parents. And the parents are dumbass Scandinavians, too stupid to get the fuck out and go to Florida where it's, where it's warm. So these poor schleps have to drag their kids, some to crappy schools in cold weather when they could have been in Phoenix or uh, San Diego or Denver or Dallas. Or oh, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm, but uh, no, you got other stuff to do, so we won't keep you any. Well, let's know. We got to do. Do you want to do some super chats here? We yeah, got let's, super let's chats. do super chats. And then I'm going to bang out the ones I missed um, a, a little bit here if I can find the site too. So, Atham, I'll thank you for a few bucks. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron Atham. and TJ are a bundle of sticks. Thank you. Thank you, Atham. <laughs> and then Atham sent a super sticker, which I don't get. I don't get the super stickers. Yeah. Um, and if everyone could bear with me. Oh, wait, there's none left here. Let me go scroll down. Yeah, there were whole, there were several. There were several, I know, and there's a way you can look them up. And so I have found that website that I got to pull up here. <clears throat> Competent man for two bucks moving. Better to be early, be a year early than a day late. Yep. That was me buying my house. Was yep. a year ahead of the curve, and man, yep. the values skyrocketed. Yep. Well, let me look this up here. I got this on the thing. All right. Uh, this is from, bear with me. Which channels that? How to turn on super chats? What to know about super chats? <laughs> Want to make more money on YouTube? It doesn't give me the like. Where are my super chats? Find out. Filming. What are super chats? How super chats work? This isn't what I searched for. This is not what I searched for. <laughs> Hang on. Everyone, take a break. I'll be back. Come back in like three minutes. I'll have this done.
I'm going to mute this in the meantime. I found it. Oh. Okay, you ready to do the the? This is the yep. Miss Super Chats episode, so I'm going to send it out. <laughs> no, I did because I've been having some long ones, and then the uh, everyone donates, and then uh, people make comments, and then you miss them, and it's uh, I, I'm missing probably twenty. Uh, let me see all. It'll go back thirty days, guys. So we'll have this. All right, Nick Schulander for two for two bucks. What are these super chats you speak of? It's some I've tried to put TJ and the masculine geeks onto, but they didn't want to monetize their channel because of Vicky Gross money. So that's uh, that's why that is. Take take that up with Vince. I I hey he started monetizing right? Does he? Don't you guys take super chats now? TJ. Yeah. Hello. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, I don't see yes. you right now. I'm just going through the super chats. Uh. Done with uh, debt for two bucks says owning your home, aka the state's tenant. Yes, that's another thing. Um, I don't know if you read that article, but um, yes, when you are a property owner in in Minneapolis, but any major city, you don't own that property. All right, it's it's like belonging to an HOA with an egregious HOA fee. Um, you are renting that property from the city, and you may just like any other HOA, you want to find out who your neighbors are, where the HOA money goes to. And basically in Minneapolis and other major leftist cities, it goes to the degenerates in that city. That's where it goes. So um, that you really have to look at it. That's what your property taxes are. It's an HOA fee. Do you want to belong to this HOA? Do you want these people as part of your community? <clears throat> and the money doesn't go to the community center pool room or the roads, or the gates, it goes to pay for other people's illegitimate kids, basically, and bail them out of their mistakes. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Bacon, for 223 who is a, a Seattle resident? Take you both on Twitter with my post about this. All right, thanks, Bacon. I have to get, just so everybody knows, I've been insanely busy. Uh, so if super, not super, I'm missing the super chats for doing that, but I also, um, asshole consulting. I caught up with most of it yesterday, um, and I had to go and do some hiking today because I'm in Utah area now. So, uh, Miguel Angel Casillas for five bucks. The older I get, the less Democrat I am, and more libertarian I become. I'm surprised Miguel's even Democrat. Would consider himself it, for him to be a Democrat and tune into this show is pretty ballsy. Uh, and despite voting Republican, I still donate to NPR. It's his. How does he? Do, how can you donate to NPR? <laughs> Uh, Miguel and Miguel Angel Casillas again for ten bucks. A few years ago, twenty fifteen, I think I attended NPR's Prairie Home Companion fortieth anniversary with Garrison Killer. This is before he had the sexual harassment thing at the McAllister campus. The women were strong, men good looking, and the women were above average. <laughs> Do you know Garrison Keillor, Prairie Home Companion? No, I, I've heard of that stuff. I've never watched it. It's it's epitome of Minnesotans where Garrison Keillor rips and mocks Minnesotans 
and Lutherans and hardworking Scandinavians. And he is the biggest parasite. Like he would always bitch and whine that he wasn't getting enough money, that the Minnesota public radio wasn't getting enough money. The guy's never had a job outside of public radio. Just, just, just a sponge. Uh, bacon for 223 plug for Cappy's course is up on the site. Oh, good one. Oh, um, uh, I don't know how it's up there, bacon. It's not, I haven't la- launched it yet. It's not going to be available until the 25th. Uh, but keep plugging it, promoting it. If, if people want to sign up, have them email you. So you got their email and we'll email it when it, when it's launched officially, but thank you for promoting that. There's Athams. Um, and now we get to go into the world of me guessing what I have and have not talked about for Super Chats. So Troy Costalecki for two bucks. This was yesterday. <clears throat> Work overtime where you're, when you're depressed, it'll pass. This was in reference to a kid who was asking how to get out of depression. Um, we already did that for Sam Whiskey. Do physically, do physically mm-hmm. intense or strenuous activity also. Mm-hmm. If you if you're working a manual labor job, you're never going to get depressed. You're too tired. Dating will improve. Your home improve cause disappeared. <clears throat> That's David Little, Mike VR porn VR. We got that. Real chats go monk. Got that. Uh, we did that from Fred Friedman. Saw well. I'm sorry, guys. This is just what we have to do to to catch up to it. Uh, for those of you that, if you would kindly not. Put a t- like each word is a comment in the comment section. Put a sentence in because that way it doesn't kick all the super chats down. I will ban you if you do that inevitably when I get around to it. Uh... Oh, nonstop trade. The job in Idaho pays 58k starting salary. I still, I still don't think about. I, I wouldn't move to Boise. I, I just wouldn't. I, I wouldn't either. I've been hearing stories. Uh, we already did that. What are your thoughts on Boise, California fires, trees? Uh, you're done. DJ Aftershock, we did that. <coughs> Athamel, De- oh, we already did that one. Septic take donation. Uh, Nishil, appreciate all the wisdom over the years, Cappy. Fred Freeman Saul for two bucks. Scroll up, you missed two again. So off there, all right, now we're getting into, this is the girls need to stop majoring in stupid shit. That's this video. Started September 15th. Uh, majoring in sports management, so I can imagine if a education. Isn't it fun podcasting, TJ? It's a blast. Education is controlled. This is uh, five bucks from Ben Jones. Education is controlled by the teacher lobby and not actual teachers. Even if everything was virtual, they would find a way to corrupt the process. Yes, whether we're talking about going online versus actually sending your kids to school. <clears throat> uh, Fred Freeman Sowell. When I was seventeen, I was between what it was. I was between what I actually chose and hospitality management. My mom sat me down and showed me the BLS data for both. I chose the good one. Yeah, he was gonna. He's he's doing very well right now in the legit field and his mom is super awesome for sitting him down and showing the BLS data. It's awesome. There's a mom that knows that there's BLS data out there. Can you imagine that TJ? 
it, it it's shocking. I'm yeah. shocked to discover gambling. Shock, shocked to find gambling going on in here. Right. I'm a man who likes to talk to a man who likes to talk. What's that from? Maltese Falcon. Okay, Too just want to make sure. Just, just want to make sure. What did he say after that? Let's talk about the. Should we talk bird. about the bird? Oh. Yes. You despise me, don't you? Well, if I gave yeah, you any thought, thought, I probably, I probably would. would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that god! Had that, that had that really ugly model chick in there. Uh, that Ingrid Bergman girl that like was a man. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Fred Fiemann Sowell, uh, what should real American teachers do? Teach the lies? Well, see, the problem with being a real American and you're going to become a teacher is teaching is the, the environment is not for Americans. You are to teach anti-Americanism, communism, racism, right. uh, sexism, bigotry, um, not individuality, co uh, communal, uh, communalism, uh, community. Uh, so to keep your job, you have to keep you have to teach the lies. Yeah. Uh, but to, to underscore, I mean, the best way you could do it is if you are an economics teacher and then you could just show them corporate tax rates in the federal budget. Like we're, we're doing economics. Well, yeah, that's what this is. That is the tax rate. That's about the only way you could do it. Uh, maybe statistics, but um, no, you can't, you won't have that shield of fact to defend you while teaching economics and any other thing. You just you, look, if, and here's the thing. <clears throat> most of these kids are going to listen to you anyway. So screw them. It's not like the internet's not out there giving them an alternative explanation as to the propaganda. So I just take your money and run, and it, man. And it's like it's like kids. It's not like kids don't know what the internet is. Yeah. Uh, but Cappy, we uh, Judd Grover for two bucks. But Cappy, we need more majors in tea cozy studies. Uh, there's one. Fred Freeman Salas says, American studies major for me, motorcycles suck. How dare he? Uh, Donald Brown, my friend from high school got a worthless degree in creative writing. Couldn't find a job at first, but eventually landed in digital marketing. There we go. <clears throat> Imagine that, a skill that's in demand. Uh, we already did that. Julian DeFore, BBC. Allies, USA, Great Britain. Uh, this is from Judd Grover for five bucks. Allies, USA, Great Britain, USSR, won World War II, which made our world what it is today. What was the racial majority there? Make October think a white man month, laughing out loud. Uh, David Little for five, uh, five, uh, $4.99. Thank you, Cappy. Here's a small donation doing the work, by the way. Nothing worse being in a meeting where the ladies are praising their God, Obama. What, what meeting is he in where women are still praising Obama? Yeah, I mean, people really don't talk about him anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe we, we've moved past that narrative. Now it's about the about electing a, a, a woman president. Yeah, should we be hating on Trump and not praising Obama? That's more important right now. Right. Uh, DJ Aftershock just become a juvenile social worker and chairhead. Uh, nonstop Dre for two bucks. But Cappy, what about all the places you will go? Did you ever get that book when you graduated from high school? Um, I've heard of it. I I may have gotten it. There's a lot of books in, that you get when you graduate and you never actually read them. Right. You don't need to read this one. It's basically follow your heart and the money will follow. Um, and I remember one kid in particular who was my age. Him and I graduated the same year. And his, some family member got it. And he ended up becoming like this loser pothead. 
Um, and uh, it was pretty funny. I don't know where he is now. Maybe he's actually successful. Maybe he turned it around. Because, I mean, everyone's an idiot when you're 18. <clears throat> but the places he went was basically pot. That's what he, he ended up doing. Uh, Nazir Dalati, uh, which we found out is a Persian name. We're trying to figure out, what is that? Is that Dalati? Is that Dalmatian? That would be Croatian nowadays. No, it's it's uh, Persian. For two euros, embrace the suck, as we will. James G for two bucks. When do you major in when you hate suck at math? Or what do you major in when you hate suck at math? Um, what is the answer to that, TJ? Um, what are, I would say, what are you good at? Like you can go to, into the trades, I suppose. You can go into the trades of the military. That's true. The, but the correct, those are, those are, those are B, solid B answers, not B plus, but those are B answers. The A plus answer is what? I'm not going to say STEM. No. Because if you're not the, good at math. <clears throat> the A plus answer is nobody is just not good at math. You didn't try it. You didn't master it. Or it was you, taught in a way that you did. One thing I've learned about my own math skills is it just wasn't taught in a way that I could process. If you contextualize the purpose of it, for example, if it, there was a, what do you call it, a, a math problem, or math, what, what was it? They did just straight arithmetic and then they had a story. Word problem. problems, word problems. Yes, the story problems where they would give a context for like, what are you trying to figure out? That I did pretty well at. What I didn't do well at was just straight math because mm -hmm. I didn't like whatever. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree that people aren't like some people are just good at math. They can figure out trigonometry and things beyond mm -hmm. that. But I'd say unless you're going into some really hardcore STEM like if you're going to become a, an engineer for for uh, of some kind, then it's not going to be an issue. You, you'll you'll figure it out if if it's part of the major or the. Degree. I would I would say ninety percent of the people who are bad at math were lazy and didn't try. And yeah, math sucks. Maybe it sucks, but that doesn't mean you're not good at it. Go and try. I was horrible at dancing, by the way, when I first started. Did I tell you that? Oh no! Yeah, yeah I was absolutely horrible. Yeah, you know how I got better. You took four-hour naps, drank all the yes. rum. Yes, drank all the rum. And had naps and faps, right. right. Naps and faps. No, I practiced. practiced a lot. <laughs> then I wasn't bad no more. Um, <clears throat> no, this is from UberNoob85, five bucks. Nothing funnier than being lectured on political obligations by sports ball players in taxpayer-funded stadiums. Um, Fernando Covet, cancel, uh, for, for two bucks, cancel my order for a Tesla. Why? Not really a luxury. Does your this is Miguel Angel Casillas for two bucks? Does your rule zero subject overlap with your minimalism? Oh no, I think I answered this one. No, the two are separate seminars. The rule zero seminar is uh, analyzing the return on investment on the pursuit of women. Then there's my minimalism seminar, which is on minimalism. Those are two separate things. The minimalism seminar is the twenty fifth. You can start enrolling. The rule zero seminar. I think is closed. I'm sure if you email me though, I can get you in. Both uh, what is the minimalism is 500 bucks. The rule zero is 597. Uh, we already did that one. Todd Warrior trademark, three bucks. Didn't say anything. <coughs> Kevin Spacey. Speaking of pedophiles. <laughs> Was he really? Wasn't the kid like 17 or something? Was it? 
Like, was it a little yeah, year old boy? Let's, let's, let's pretend like that Kevin Space, like he wasn't also like he got caught with one right. as right. if there weren't others. I'm what I'm saying is if it's a 17 year old, that's different than a seven year old. Isn't there a word for that? Like, a, like if you're going after a post sodomite, sodomite, no, that's that's gay sex. Um, no, he, it was a seven. It was a it was a seventeen year old boy. Well, okay, all right. <clears throat> that's not what I'm. You know what I'm going for? Ch- like a a a five year old kid. Right. That's gross and wrong, and you're a pedophile. What if there's a, a seventeen year old that looks like she's twenty five and you didn't know? If it's a girl, it's it's okay. It's different if it's a seventeen-year-old girl than a seventeen-year-old boy. It's seventeen-year-old boy, then he's a pederast. A pederast. Okay. Yeah. What if it was? That's the word. All right. What if it's a girl? Well, it's a girl. Um, I would say if you're. Well, no, I. I I would say that that's. Lucky. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I don't know what else to say like if, well, if, if, if and that's a, when tj went to jail and not facebook jail the real jail i did i'm jo- joking uh, just joking i was uh, like, it's just like yeah men are not supposed to be attracted to 17 year old boys you're, you're supposed to be attracted to i know this is cra- i know this is news in the year 2020 um but you know, guys are supposed to be attracted to girls, but I, you know. I, I all I wanted was a vocabulary word. Pederasty is what you said. No, no, pederast, and that was men with younger men or boys. Oh, all right. You know what? I, you're just being obtuse. I'll look it up on the dictionary. <laughs> I'll look it up on the internet's. Nathan P. Cuxterton for five bucks. Why come you hat sports so much? The reason I hat sports so much. TJ, can you guess why I hat sports so much? Um, because you're balding. No, I'm not balding. I got great hair. <laughs> Just give me your crap. I had sports because I get free hats, sports, sports hats. Uh, that's the only reason. And I don't like combing my hair. Uh, Miguel Angel can see us for five bucks. Tears serve as lubricant. Bottle says military issue disinfectant, but really KY. I carry it every time I put my S3X uniform because I'm about to get effed. I remember reading that. Um, boom, penetration. Went to Brown, wasted in Ivy League. Got that one. We're almost done here, guys. Nonstop trade for two bucks. Apple died with Steve Jobs. Oh, competent man. Don't know for five bucks. Don't know if you heard, but the Gamma board minutes for the Origins Game Convention mentioned video about Larry Correa being disinvited last year. And so I don't know if it was the competent man, but somebody also sent me the notes or the minutes, the minutes from the Gamma meeting. Uh, and I'm in it. They mentioned a video I did where I, it's Gamma versus the Larry Correa. Do you know anything about this? No. No, okay. Larry Correa was a—he's a conservative fan or a fantasy writer, and he was going to go speak at—I don't know, the GAMA, I don't know, Gamer Board Association, something. And uh, he got disinvited because they found out he's like a conservative and likes guns and all this other stuff. And this guy paid me to do a video analyzing Larry Correa's poll versus these people at Gamma, yeah, the national. So and like Larry's obviously way bigger and 
they're just shooting themselves in the foot, not inviting him because he's a conservative. Does that. Um, nonstop trade for two bucks, but saying no to their wives and daughters is hard. It's very hard. Uh, competent man for two bucks. Not what is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Judd Grover grew up. In, oh, yeah, we already did that one. Uh, M2PG4 for five bucks. If they make a virus max, uh, vaccine mandatory, should you get one? You either take one or you don't come back to work. You think it's going to happen? I think they probably force it, mandate people. They they mandate you take what? Measles and all that other stuff, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Nonstop trade for two bucks. Thoughts on sports ball coming back? Um, because they're leftists, I don't think they're going to come back for a long time. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really fascinating to watch the death of professional sports because there's so many people who are playing the sports lottery. They're raising their kids to be athletes. Oh, I know. Sure, yeah. Well, what the problem is football was already dying because of the head concussions. Okay. And so the 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 little league sports, not little league, but the football for younger people was seen a decline anyways because of concerns over the concussions. So. This is just going to add to it. What happens when being a professional athlete is up there with being a just you're working a middle class job at best? You're not making you're not getting million dollar endorsements from Nike because people just aren't watching sports anymore. And then they're not doing the whole stadium stuff where they're they're subsidizing stadiums. And it's just I, I don't this is the stupidity, but it doesn't affect me where they're they're pissing off their own fan base. The people who are, they financially depend on. Big as fat if, white guys. Yeah. Yeah. As if they think yeah, these, yeah. 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 They're th- I'm just thinking, you do realize that these people are the reason why you make the money you make. And when they stop, because if you look at the trends, um, Hispanics don't watch football. They play, they watch or football, American football. They watch, um, Soccer. Football like soccer, yeah. yeah. So it's called, it's called poverty ball. That's what it's called. Poverty ball. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to be watching that, and as the demographics in the country change, more and more old boomer men die. They, they're going to have, they're going to be in trouble. That, not no, no skin off my nose, but it's just I, I'm kind of amazed that they don't, they can't put two and two together. Well, it's like the Harley, um, the Sturgis rally, like they and, and Harley Davidson. They do nothing to get younger people. They try to do an electric motorcycle to get millennials, and it's like, no, no, you don't understand. <clears throat> the millennials are pussies. They've been brainwashed. You should have donated money to the Republican Party at the school district to teach American history and pro-Americanism. Right. That's not the case. I'm being deadly serious. That's not yeah. the case. You probably voted. They donated to both political parties. And now you got like an old bunch of boomers that drive their motorcycles and crash more frequently. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing with the NFL. They're not they they they're not thinking about legacy issues at all. They're um, how about just financial? I mean, this, this, these are the athletes doing this, and I'm thinking that you do realize that your audience that's booing you and tuning you off, they're the reason you make money because if they're not watching the games, they're not going to be able to sell advertising. If they can't right. sell advertising, then you're not going to be able to get endorsements. TJ, did you see the women's soccer kerfaw or kerfuffle like six months ago or a year ago? Uh, yeah, that's where the pink haired lady. What? Okay. <clears throat> Why was that an issue? Because they weren't making as much money. 
No, they weren't making as much money. I know that was an issue, but why did they make it such a big issue? Because they weren't making much money. What did they lack? They lacked viewers. They lacked the brain. The people complaining about it didn't realize, oh, the men's sports are watched a lot more. Okay. Do you, now that's women's soccer. And I'll be honest, I think those guys are smarter than your average NFL, NBA, MLB uh, player. Okay. Your average NBA player, guess what percentage of, a percentage of them file for bankruptcy after they're sitting in the NBA? Oh, I would assume 50%. 60%. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they're smart enough to make the connection to no. know that the fat, bald, white guy is giving them the money? <laughs> Probably no. not. No. Probably okay. Not. <clears throat> so there you go. Let, let, them, let them talk and do and, and act like it. I don't really care. Uh, Fred Freeman saw for two bucks. I like data. Well, Rolo like your presentations this is before I went on Rolo. So he did. If you guys want to watch the uh, video, I was on Rolo's channel. We talked about, uh, uh, sexual market ex- economics. <clears throat> we really didn't talk about the, the research I did. Uh, there's a couple dead in statistics I put in there, but yes, he will like it. When I put together this presentation, right. every guy's going to like it. And if you're there, you sign up yeah. for it. Don't worry. If, it's not going to be a one-off thing. I will be either making a seminar out of this or a book. I haven't decided which yet. Um, but the debt is very interesting. Fred, for two yeah. bucks again, I went with a Wyzetta girl to a sorority formal once. Oh, I already did what, that one. Yeah, I really like how uh, the, the the data and, and charts and stuff like that because it helps – there, because you hear all these anecdotes and people, there's this perception, but what is the actual reality? Like what's actually going on? And when you look at, for example, the number of unmarried men and women in my generation, um, you look at the divorce, like you got to contextualize a lot of that, that stuff. And it, and it can't just be based on, you know, casual observation and understanding whether it's part of a national trend or if it's just part of a local trend or something like that. Hmm. I, I don't I, I can't wait for all sports to go belly up because and what, what millennials watch it let alone play it that's another thing forget the I, that's what I actually I do <clears throat> some people commenting I don't watch sports I've never really enjoyed I, I I like watching a good sports game but I'm the guy who if somebody calls up and says we're doing a turkey bowl on Thanksgiving do you want to come play it's like yeah that's actually one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm trying to get more into an athletic shape. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the gym's finally open again, getting to the point where if people want to play touch football or flake football or something or play soccer or, or some activity, I could go do that and I'd be in the kind of shape to, to be able to do, right. do it without pulling a muscle or whatever. But I, I can't identify with the culture of let's go eat a bunch of crappy processed food, drink a whole bunch of beer, and then scream at the TV and get mad because our guy who actually hates our guts as they're learning – Please. I saw them. I saw those guys. Like there were six of them yeah. at a bar down in Vegas. Uh, and there they are cheering on people that hate their guts. Um, <clears throat> and they were dumb. They were dumb. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of bars, uh, Dylan Doe for five bucks. Buy a Cuba Libre down in Flanagan's. It's a bar in Hialeah. H-I-A-L-E-A. Is that in Israel? You know where Hialeah is? I have no idea. No idea? Yeah, I have no idea. David, 128 for five bucks. Start a coffee shop and wait until your employees want a union. Did you hear about what's happening in Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport? Screw having employees. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Food trucks. Talking about food trucks. We did that before. 
Uh, oh, ice knows for two bucks. Think of me when you poop. Two bucks for the septic tank fun. Uh, you get some weird super chats. I do, but it's also, and I apologize, but it has to be in contact of the video request I'm doing. Oh, gotcha. Time. So, like, this one gal, you know, she wanted to leave Islam. Well, she already left Islam. She's not practicing, and she wants to uh, date American or Canadian guys, which, of course, the smart gals do. You know, too yeah. bad the American girls don't want to date us, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Can't be sensitive. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. What, uh, what is it? The 12th? No, no, it's not the 12th. The 18th. Fur mommies. Oh, this uh, gal, she was in there before. Already talked about that. Uh, we did the critical list from Cary Grant. You know that one? The the critical list? Yeah. The Cary Grant line from uh, Charade. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, you oh, really? Oh, watch that tonight. You love it, man. That's a great sure. movie. Um, yeah, so he uh, Audrey Hepburn shoots him down with something. It says, like, oh, I have seven men I'm dating already. I couldn't possibly... And eighth. He says, well, if anyone goes on the critical list, let me know. Great line to deliver after a girl shoots you down. <laughs> With the I have a boyfriend, you know, that's the standard. You mean Audrey Hepburn? Audrey Hepburn. Who did I say? I think you said Kate Hepburn. Or maybe I thought Kate. you said Kate Hepburn. Okay, cool. Got that noted. Uh, Charles Mack, 217. Oh, he, these people all subbed over to DT's uh, thing. And we're at September 8th. All right, so that's long enough ago. I've caught up with all of them. I apologize to everybody. Oh, wait, my buddy uh, Chad donated five bucks to me. Maybe I didn't. Oh, wow, Chad gave me five bucks. <laughs> it's my buddy Chad uh, back from St. Paul. That's nice of him. All right, now here's what I got to do. I got to hit it again so it refreshes so we get the ones that we missed from beforehand. See? Isn't this fun, TJ? This is this is cuz it's a blast. If, if YouTube just left the fucking super chats up there, we could scroll through it. I wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Nonstop Dre, uh, Dre for 2 bucks. Since sports ball is dead, what will die out next? Ooh, what will colleges, universities, you think? <clears throat> um that or that's a good question. Uh, we're going to, I probably would need to wait because one thing that could also start dying is the public education system because of the, just what's going on. But I think that the, the teachers unions are so entrenched and, and uh, uh, resistant that they'll put up a longer fight than, than other stuff. I think maybe movie, movie theaters might go. Um, okay. Because of the, um, I'm I just think daytime, to think. daytime TV talk shows, I think are going. Yeah. Who watches TV anymore? Not not because of politics, but because of the internet. I mean, what young girls are going watching right. The View? I, mean, I don't think anyone. Um, God, finally we'd be done with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, what yeah. a fucking hairy wart on society she's been. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, it's really going to honestly, it's going to depend on what happens next year and how people react to the election. Because if there's a lot of instability in the urban areas, that could cause a shift in financial priorities in what mm. people spend their time and money on. Um, here, Sean Minneapolis. Have you heard my story of shooting my Antifa attackers at the Minneapolis, Minnesota State Capitol? They don't like white guys with camera. Ramsey County refused to charge. Uh, I don't know, Sean. Send me the link. Put put the link in. I mean, you know, I really don't pay attention to politics because I can't stand it anymore. What are you doing, Sean, going down yeah. to the state capitol? Why why would you do that? Yeah, don't go don't go to where there's trouble. Yeah. I mean, and here it's really hard to do this, but that's not your town. That's not your community. The people in that yeah. area hate your guts. So let them do it. Yeah, I'm not going to go to Olympia to to confront people. Um, one, it's their home home turf. Right. They come cause trouble in my neighborhood. They're going to have to deal with pretty yeah. much everybody in my community, not mm-hmm. just me, because nobody I, wants them here. They they really well maybe they do know this, but they really don't understand that if they they go to the wrong community that has the right gun laws, they're dead. Well, that's I mean, why they're, they're that's, dead. That's why there's arson going on in the rural areas because they know that they know that if they go into certain parts of you go into certain parts of rural Oregon, you're going to get shot. Yeah. And, and that's I'm not making this up. I've talked to federal agents who were fighting wildfires, and they almost yeah. got into like a Wild West standoffs with ranchers. No, no joke. I off the record, he was telling me about that kind of stuff. Trying parts fight, of, they're trying to fight fires, really. No, this was during. There were disputes over land use, and oh. the ranchers there would be like, they there with guns, ready to go fight a war. Okay. You know, like the Bund- like Bundy type people. Oh, so right. yeah, but that's why they're starting these wildfires is because they know that they can't. There, there's areas where there's no reason for you to be there. You get mm-hmm. shot and killed. They bury your body, and they don't even have to tell the sheriff. Right, right. Uh, Atha for two bucks. <clears throat> Yo, Aaron Clariante, you're gonna have a drink with us. Yeah, I'll have a diet coke. It'll be a grand old time. Yay, not drinking. So fun. Yay. Uh, although my hiking is um, excelled, I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm in really good shape. Yeah, don't, don't rub it in at all. Uh, AS for five bucks. Mr. Celery, in your opinion, why hasn't New Jersey fallen to rise of protests like Minnesota and New York? Also, where's the Discord link at? Uh, that Discord thing I tried to figure out, I, I, I have it. I'll get to it. Um, but I've been busy with so much freaking shit. I haven't been able to, to deal with that crap. I mean, you can see it now. We're doing backed up super chats. Um, I don't know why New York and New Jersey, maybe their cops are a little bit more in tune with the community. They don't take shit. Uh, the mafia is involved. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I, I, that, I don't that, know. that's actually, that's a really good theory that the mob areas where the mobs in control mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you're affecting guys who actually turn a profit, right? The mm-hmm. mob's got to got to turn out their their money, so they would probably just say, "Yeah, not in our neighborhoods," and they're going to tell the cops that, and the cops are going to obey the mob mm-hmm. over over elected officials, or maybe the elected officials are owned by the mob. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I you know <clears throat> that's going to be one one thing to watch for is if there's a genuine breakdown of law and order, you're going to see the the black hand essentially a, a protection racket where a organized crime goes into a neighborhood and they say, yeah, we're going to protect this community. We're going to make sure that there's no riots and no mobs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to grease our palm a little bit with right. some of that those those uh, Benjamin Franklins, and you're going to give right. us some money, and you're going to like it, right? So, mm-hmm. and people will end up paying and not fighting it because the alternative is having a mob come and burn your house down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Aldecchio for two bucks. Nick equals Cachetan Cappy equals Chaparito TJ, which equals Putito. I don't know what that. I don't my, Spanish, Spanish. my Spanish is a little rusty. Yeah, a little rusty. Uh, ben Jones for two bucks. I still love TJ though. They see you getting love from Ben uh, from Ben Jones. Big well, that's Vis- because he called. Well, that's because he, he in a prior chat that you missed. He called me a gay young Gandalf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Vis four ninety seven for five bucks. Start a cappy <laughs> stand in the Black Hills. I'll have him move there. Play D and D in person. No mask. God bless Empress. Know him. Uh, I'm so happy I'm going to be moving to South Dakota. And I think they'll stay. You can shoot anyone on your property until I'm dead. And so that will be, that'll be good enough for me. Uh, Miguel Angel Casillas for five bucks. I, sorry, I liked the show intro. It was catchy. Also, the Democrat was a youth. Oh, the, the Democrat was a youth phase. It's gone now, but I still enjoy NPR business and science show. I like uh, Money Planet. You ever listen to Money Planet? I know. It's our money. We might as listen to what they produce with it. Uh, there's Ben Jones. TJ looks like a young Gandalf. Terrence Summer for two bucks. What role will Islam play in Minnesota? Um, <clears throat> it will, I actually think, split the Democrat Party. Not so much that they won't inevitably elect, uh, kind of like how uh, Ocasio-Cortez has split the Democrats between old, you know, blue-collar Democrats and outright Marxists. The uh, Muslims, uh, Somalis particularly, um, it won't be because of Islam, but it'll be because of race, specifically Somalis. Or if you don't get us involved more, you hate the Somalis. And your rank-and-file Democrats will bend over backwards like they did for um, Ilian Omar. I, I mean, there, uh, there's always, the, there's always a, uh, a alternative possibility is that the, there's a hard swerve to the extreme – other end where they essentially if things got bad enough i mean if we're, we're talking they got down to uh complete civil uh, chaos you could end up having them basically being told you're going to go back to somalia no like in that no well they, you already have you already have a senior member of the democrat party saying that um that the one that the, the somalian girl who's the representative from Minnesota saying she doesn't belong in our party. And no, no, no. TJ yeah. Minnesotans love having shit shoved up their ass. Okay. Minnesotans love proving how much they love having shit shoved up their ass. Okay. They are not going to get rid of this woman. It is like, look, see, we're not racist or sexist or anti-Islam. She's got the trifecta going on there, TJ. Well, the only thing they could beat it is if she was, like, not straight, but she is. Uh, oh, she married her brother. Could... Well, yeah, but then she married a white guy who's dating a white guy. Of course. Now. Right. Well, you know, we're, we're pretty awesome. Um, yeah, uh, but no, they're not. You, you have to understand how self-loathing and self-hating Minnesotans are. They're, and they're pussies. They're not going to get river because that would be all sorts of isms in this. Well, I'm I'm looking at more of you know if you're thinking where we're still dealing with a stable society. I'm I'm talking where we're dealing with a Bosnia, Serbia. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
most of the Democrats and leftists will die because they don't have the guns. That's just that's how simple it will be. Right. Um, it, it will. And they don't know how to farm or support all that. What are they going to do with their liberal arts degree? Why all they know is parasitism. They even you could take all the people with the guns and the conservatives or whatever and libertarians and, and not kill them. But let's say you kill them or they go away. Right. These people would die because you'd have a communist country and they don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they'd all die. Forget going back. They wouldn't make it to the air. Who's going to fly the plane? Who's going to fix the plane? Who's going to air traffic control? Who's going to re- refine the fuel? They would die, I'd say, within a month. Um, <clears throat> Athamaldecua for uh, two bucks. Who is this Nick you speak of? Ah, some guy over in Washington. Nick Shulaner for two bucks. What are these super chats? Oh, there we go. We're finally caught up now. If I do this right, I can go to the stream yards, go all the way down, scroll back up, and we should have no new ones. There's nonstop Trey. Uh, there's Dark Man Jeff. I think we got them all for. Did I get one? Uh, tell me if I missed one here, guys. All right. So now we're going to Fred Freeman Saul for two bucks. Both of you, you bang RBG or Ann Rand at fourth. What, who's RBG? Oh, Ruth. Uh, oh, Jesus. Schubert. She just died. Anne ran. Oh, did oh did she die? Apparently, that's things going to get crazy. Oh, that's too bad. Trump's going to have to nominate someone quick. This is that's he's, just he's already bad. planning to. That look right there. That's going to be a big help for people like you and me who are doing the rear guard action. All right, the Supreme Court being conservative for the next 15, 20 years. Oh wait. The guy that Bush got in, the Supreme Court justice, has stabbed us in the back. Well, okay. Why are you happy? Why are you smiling? Me? I'm, yeah. Dude, I'm far more cynical than, than you, apparently. I don't think it's going to make a difference okay. in, in, in some ways because some of Trump's nominations or nominees, appointees to the Supreme Court have already been voting on crappy on, on certain issues. So my guess is they – they will stem the flow. They'll stop. They'll they'll stem the bleeding. All they have to do. That's all well, they have to do. What it's gonna what it's gonna do is it's gonna cause even more insanity among people who don't who hate him because now he's dominating someone to the Supreme Court. I mean, people are in the next nine weeks. It's gonna be insane. I'm already planning to basically, uh, you know secure the hatches for the for the for fortress of bachertude over here and just kind of the plans are to stay on my grounds for the next while um not saying my community is a big problem but like i want to have all the stuff that i need so if i need to stay on my property for a long time i can do that because i have no idea how they're going to react i i'm pretty much i would make an argument an estimate that trump is very likely to win and in a way where they can't uh, fraudulently, uh, they can't um, steal the election. It's going to mm-hmm. be so decisive in that way. Um, I just, like I said, I've been telling people, get out of the city. If if this is not enough to get them out of the city, then I don't know what what is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I looked up the news. There's no new riots, although La Raza Radio among businesses burned down in the Minneapolis riots. It was my life's work destroyed. Oh, well, you vote Democrat, so there you go. Um, let me go here. Uh, Darkman Jeff for five bucks. Are they still riding in Minnesota? Wow. No, they're not. Uh, maybe there might have been a protest at St. Paul at the Capitol, but I didn't see anything about rioting or anything like that. <clears throat> and there's usually always protests at the Capitol, so that's not really news. Scrolling down. Oh, I can actually go to the regular Super Chat area here. Nonstop trade for five bucks. This college is a waste of time. Would you recommend just using my GI Bill for IT tech programs and certifications like CompTIA? No, finish finish your, your degree, Dre. Get your degree and get your, you're going to have some money left over. Get your degree. So you have your degree. You're on your way to getting a degree. Don't change horses, but you're also going to need your certifications. If you could get some internship work, uh, please do. And yes, you play that race card in affirmative action hire. You absolutely get whatever experience you can. Uh, are we all caught up? Nope, we're not. DJ Aftershock for five bucks. Yo, yo, Mr. C, I have a new scheme. Get ready, Mr. C. I don't think you're ready for this. I'm going to stay home and trade day stocks. No one I'm saying? Uh, you got DJ, come on. You don't day trade stocks. You day trade options, okay? That's what the real homies do over at the Carlson School of Management. Stocks is so McAllister. Fred, for two bucks, I sent you a message. I fled the city in the burbs. Why? Is there something going on in the city you're in, Fred? See, all this stuff. I go hiking for a day and a half, and, and this is what happens. All right, we're good. All right, no more super chats. Just save them for later. You guys know I'll be back. I don't want to like have to go back and find. Just save them. Um, that's it. TJ, tell people about your stuff uh, before we go. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> behind me is a poster for my latest book, The Song of Wolfgar, that you can get on Amazon.com. You get the book. Um, it's, a, it's not a long book, but really recommend you get the audio book version that was done by Jack Napier, who's uh, – broadcasting right now truth yeah th that that is the truth the is truth. that the truth all right that is the truth um you can also go to my website tjmartinell.com it's going to have links to all my other books and also to my podcast that uh i update probably on a monthly basis now i'm just gonna cut back because i also do masculine geek um masculinegeek.com so written stuff there as well well, what, you about enjoy, your, what, what about your three, like you got your, your a trilogy? Yeah, the, I was going to say. The pointers, um, the shakers, and the, and, the, and the poopers, or whatever, the, the urinators. The, the, the drinkers, fat. the nappers, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you can go get the, the stringers, the informers, and the redeemers. It's a trilogy about, um, you know, like a neo-prohibition era, except it involves newspapers. It's set in Seattle. A lot of stuff I wrote about years ago in those books are playing out right now. So definitely get them. If you buy the physical copy, you get the, the Kindle version for free. I'm personally going back to paperback. So um, pick that up. There's also a 1930s style, you know, film noir book, men who walk alone. If you like Humphrey Bogart films or just Humphrey Bogart in general, you're going to yeah. get the book. Should I read them? She? Yeah. If I like Humphrey yeah, but Bogart, that's, man. That, that, that's, that's more like James, James Cagney. Cagney. I know. I yeah. know. Uh, that's it. Uh, for me, speaking of Jack Napier, he did the audio for uh, Sanity is the Future of Wealth, which will be published here pretty soon. You know how good he did? 
truthfully? How truthfully, yeah, truthfully. You know how good he did? How? He did a shit job. And I'm like, what the fuck, Jack? And so I sent it all back with five <laughs> pages of errors and mistakes, some of which is none of his fault because he doesn't speak English as his first language. But uh, you know Victor Borga? Victor Borg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the piano. He's like, yeah. Victor Borge. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. What's, what's funny is he missed – not 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 that it was bad, but he pronounced certain words, uh, Scandinavian words, differently than English. But it was kind of – it had that exotic or, it or sounded foreign. Good, yeah. It sounded appropriate for the story, so I, I didn't make a big deal about it. Um, but it's funny. That's kind of the problem. I would have him do more of my audiobooks, but I'm not doing a, a 1930s gangster story – with a, a guy who sounds like he's from Scotland. Right. Yeah, you can't. No, it's not the same. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So Sanity is the future of wealth. That essay will be coming out pretty soon once I get a cover. Um, then my seminar on minimalism, for those of you who are new to this and are trying to get your financial act together, uh, you're lost in life, ba-ba-da, 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 and you've not read my other works, consider taking it. Uh, email me if you want. I don't know. Hit me up at assholeconsulting.com. And then, uh, I don't know. I got books and things and stuff, but I'm, I'm tired. And I got to get going. So, oh, wait. See, now DJ Aftershock comes on with two books. Dude, bro, I took a class on Forex, dude, man. That's, <laughs> but not trading platforms. That's, so. All right. Do you want to take us out appropriately, TJ? Good olds. <laughs>